The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News as we broadcast live from Santa's Depot at the Jerry Forbes Center. We're located at 121-2268th Street. Uh, It's a busy, busy place here as Delivery Day looms this Saturday, uh, December 15th, is when all of these bags will start making their ways to homes across the city. The expectation that uh, over 10,000 packages will go out to local residents uh, in the Edmonton area. So the demand uh, need is always as great or is as as great as it always is. Um, Did you want to talk about this at all? Well, I think it's interesting. And I, I do it, as well. You know, we talk oftentimes on this show about airlines behaving badly, but part of the, uh, the the other part that goes along with that is for us, for you as the traveler of the as the consumer, is to know your rights and if something goes wrong, what you're allowed to be compensated. Yeah, it's an interesting study that was done by. Um uh, who did the study? Well, can't find it all. But it's a, it was basically a situation where an individual had lost their bags. And that's happened. If you travel a lot, it's happened to you at least once. I know it's happened to me a few times. And in the olden days, when your plane uh, arrived without your bags, they'd often give you a little kit, uh, assuming that you would get your bags within 12 <laughs> to 24 hours. You'd get like, you know, they'd have a men's kit and a woman's kit, and it would be shaving cream and a disposable toothbrush. razor and toothbrush yeah. and that sort of thing. And they were pretty good with handing those out. And I think at some point during cutbacks, that stopped. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of conversation over the last few years uh, specifically about what are your rights. And this story was about an individual who lost his bag and spent a great deal of his vacation on the phone, as you will do. His bags never showed up. Yeah, never ever. did they show up. They showed up three days after he returned home. Yeah, he flew all the way back. I, I can't recall. To what, Vernon. Yeah, to Orlando. Vernon. Yeah, from Orlando. And then his bags finally showed up. But he had phoned and he was told different things different times when he phoned. So at first he was told, look, you can spend $50 right away to get whatever you need and, uh, you know, up to 50 a day and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> and he would phone another time on day two or day three and they'd say, okay, well, you can spend up to $300. And he realized at some point, hey, I'm getting different information every time I phone Air Canada, depending on who I talk to. Mm-hmm. It was a Go Public investigation. That's who did the uh, study. So Go Public put it out there. Um, that, hey, you know what? You actually have rights. There's a $2,100 Canadian is the limit for reasonable expenses. And that's established by what's known as the Montreal Convention. It's a a treaty governing international flights signed by dozens of countries, including Canada, back in 2003. And it sets out the limits of air carrier liability. And it turns out that in this particular case, Air Canada and its representatives were basically misleading this individual and other individuals um, and suggesting that, you know, well, listen, we'll pay up to this, right? And so the this guy in this particular case was not buying much because he was afraid that I don't need two pairs of jeans that I'm not, you know what I mean? But like can a, you imagine going away? So you're leaving, you know, yeah. you're leaving Edmonton in the middle of winter and uh, you're going to Orlando right. and you don't have your stuff and it, it, and it never shows up. Right. And, you know, we've uh, dealt with or we've talked to... Um, Lucas, I can't remember his Gabor. first name. Yeah, uh, he's a founder of Air Passenger Rights, a Halifax-based organization that fl- that fights for better pr- um, protections for air travelers. He's been very good at this, and and in uh, and has been. Uh, 
instrumental in changing what your rights are and letting people know what your rights are. And in this particular case, what he's saying is he, he did two things. So he got letters from passengers uh -huh. who had lost their bags where Air Canada, again, this is specifically Air Canada, had said, listen, as a courtesy, what we're going to do is this, this, and this. But he wants you all to know, and I do as well, we do as well. It's not a courtesy. It's a right. It's a right. You yes. have the right. And Air Canada's response was less than forthcoming as well when this was all brought to their attention because they were asked, why would your baggage handlers not tell a passenger who'd lost their bags that they have these rights? And the response was along the lines of, well, those rights are clearly spelled out on our website. Yeah, but you have to find it You have on to the find website. it. Now, Lucas said it was really hard to find, yeah, so I tried. Yeah. And it is really hard yeah. to find. You have to, like, zip all over the place and log on a couple of times and um, you know, to, listen, good luck. It's it's a more in-depth website than City of Edmonton. But here's what you need to know. $2,100 for reasonable expenses is your right, and you don't need permission from the airline to do it. And if the airline doesn't do it, there are ramifications for the airline. They can be fined. Uh -huh. They can be uh, charged. There's there's advocacy groups that will, will stand up for you. Um, but that's your right. So $2,100 on an international flight. Um but some of the tips that I saw, um, or I should actually make it clear, it's up to $2,100 on international flights. It's $1,500 to $2,100 on domestic flights within Canada. That depends on the airline a little bit. Up to $3,500 U.S. on domestic flights within the U.S. And you have to file the complaint within 21 days. You have to get your receipts together and let the airline know. And if you initiate legal action because they won't pay, you have two years from the day of the final trip date in order to do that. So those are your rights. But again, it's not up to the airline to decide if they'd like to do that for you. They have to do that for you. Yeah, if you go to uh, Gabor Lucas's um, website uh, as well, there's a lot of great information on it. Just Google his name. I think it's just like airlinepassengerrights.com, yeah, isn't it? It is. And somebody just texted, what if you get it back after two days? You're still, they're still responsible for reasonable expenses right. for those two days, right? So again, the way it works is this. It can't be unreasonable. Um, you can't say, well, I'm buying a whole new wardrobe, but you could certainly buy what you need for a pair of pants and a, a shirt. Pair of pants, and a shirt, underwear, some, whatever. exactly, deodorant, whatever you need uh, within reason the first day, the second day, until you get your bags back, and they have to refund you for that. Good day, guys. My wife and I went to Vegas last March on the way there. Our luggage got sent to Colorado. We did receive it the following day around midnight. On the way home, we had a layover in Colorado. When we got to Edmonton, we found out our luggage was in San Diego. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and we got it a week later. This was also funny because it was a different airline on the way there and on the way back. I had friends of mine who were doing a Mediterranean cruise, and so they were flying into somewhere, like it was Turkey or something like that, um, and their luggage never showed up. And uh, the thing with them was they were both female bodybuilders, so trying to find clothing that might fit in Turkey for two female bodybuilders <laughs> yeah, wow. was a little bit of a, 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 a challenge, right? But they didn't, they didn't get their luggage the entire time. Well, as a rule of thumb, if you want not to have a problem with the airline, regardless of what airline it was, and to the point that was just raised on the texting line, well, how much... 
what's considered reasonable in practice is $150 US the first day. Mm -hmm. So that should be enough to get a replacement set of clothes, some deodorant, some hairspray, whatever you need, $150. After that, it's $50 to $100 a day um, up to, again, $150. But advocates for... uh, for passengers also made some recommendations that I thought were really smart. And I do travel a lot, but I'm always happy when I see a recommendation. I go, I've never thought of that. Uh, One of them was take a picture of your luggage. Absolutely. You know, if you've ever lost your luggage, and I don't know that they still do this, you have to to describe it, right? And so you go to this little counter and the guy or the girl comes out and says, okay, what kind of bag was it? And they sometimes show you this Guide. It's a laminated right sheet with all different sorts of pictures and no of one's bag on has ever looked like that, right? <laughs> like, uh, and you sort of find one that's kind of close to it yeah. or whatever. Um, but their suggestion is, nope, just take a picture. In this day and age of, uh, you know, electronics, mm-hmm. you can email that picture to them and they know what they're looking for. They also say, and I see this many times, I've not done it myself, make your luggage unique. Add a ribbon or some other trinket to make it stand out. And the reason for that is not necessarily so the airline can identify it in, in a pile of lost luggage. It's so that because a lot of luggage looks alike, nobody else grabs your yes, bag, right. yeah. which is another way you lose luggage, right? Uh, somebody grabs it, gets it home, opens it up, and realizes that you know that's not theirs. Of course, always have a name tag, your phone number. Don't put valuables <laughs> in the bag. And uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, use public forums to ask for help. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You, you know, if the baggage handler says, I'll get back to you or you can't get, go on social media and airlines will respond almost immediately. Yes, you save your receipts and then you submit them later. Yeah, yes, exactly right. Do. And that's the thing. Like I say, you you have a right and, and it is your right. And one of the other things that uh, Lucas is fighting for, which American Airlines have started doing, and I thought it was the coolest thing on my last trip down to Tampa. Uh, you know how you have your app that tells you when your flight's boarding, mm-hmm. you can get your board pass and all that. But in addition to that, when they scan you in your luggage, that goes on the app as well. So it notifies you that your bag is now on board. Oh, cool. Or that it's off yep. now yeah, yeah. and that it's headed to luggage carousel. Mm. So there is that ability. And when you think about it, that luggage tag comes with a barcode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they scan the barcode and, and that's how they find it within their system. But there's no reason why they couldn't make that information available to the passenger. Because really, how many of us haven't sat in the window seat and looked out there as they're loading Tried things to spot up our bags. and spot your bag? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, right. Okay. Hey, right. Hey, 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 don't throw that. It just seems like, gentle. exactly. <laughs> it just seems like a easy additional step when, when you think about the, you know, they tell you about delays. <laughs> they tell you about, you know, what gate uh, or the gate change. They, they tell you all this information about the passenger. And according to this advocate for passengers, he says the reason that Canadian airlines haven't gotten and haven't embraced this technology is because generally speaking, they don't care about luggage. They care about moving passengers. Um, but luggage is a secondary concern to them because their focus is on the safety and comfort yeah. of their passengers, right? But they need to change their thinking. Vic just texted in and said, I had a friend who was a nurse. She would tie surgical rubber gloves on the handle of her suitcase. Nobody <laughs> would touch it. Note to self. Uh, do you just save your receipts and hand them into the airline after? Yes. If you And when you, uh, when you tell... Uh, the luggage handler, you know, you go to that special Mm -hmm. desk down by the baggage and report your bag is missing. You can ask them right then and there uh, for the form you have to fill out or they can give you the link to do it online and it allows to upload receipts. So you just keep your receipts until the trip is over, uh, photocopy them, uh, scan them, whatever you have to do and or mail them in if you want to do snail mail. But yeah, you just keep the receipts and keep it reasonable.
I mean, you don't need to buy a new car because they didn't find your luggage. You're not buying uh, Jimmy Choo's. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> We're going van shopping. At <laughs> <laughs> 3.50 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Texted in wondering about uh, damaged luggage, if there's yeah. any coverage of that. I know my, my uh, in its brand new luggage that we had bought, they had uh, knocked the uh, the lock tab right off of it. The zippers all, yeah, it's just an absolute mess. But I, I don't know if there's much coverage for damaged uh, luggage. Yeah, I didn't look into that, to be honest with you, but it's an interesting question. I will look into it uh, tonight, maybe have an answer for you tomorrow. But uh, I know that I've had that situation yeah. as well, damaged luggage. And it, it's almost... And it really doesn't matter what airline. I've had it with more than one airline, and both Canadian and U.S. And it's almost an argument from the beginning. Of, well, how old's the luggage? And how do you have a receipt yeah. for the luggage? Do you have and a like, picture of it before? Right. And I'm like, well, no, yeah. of course not. But that—that's where again, taking that picture of yeah. your luggage each time before you go get on yeah. board uh, would be really helpful to show. I and and sometimes they blame. You know, sometimes the airline will say, well, the baggage handlers don't work for us. They're contracted by the airport, or they'll tell you it's customs and immigration is who, you know, opened it up or whatever. Uh And I know the last time we came back from, not the last time, but a a trip several times ago from the Dominican, a family trip, and Carol's luggage was completely pilfered. They had Uh taken every charger, every, you know, which again, they say, don't put that stuff in your luggage if you don't want to lose it. But uh, they had clearly just stolen a ton from her bag. And there's nothing you can do. My bag was uh, was so broken coming back uh, from our last trip. I had to do that 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 blue cellophane thing. Oh, really? In the, yeah. In the uh, in the Mexico airport. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. It is funny you say that. I those uh, you said looking out the window, and we all do it, right? If you have a window seat, you look out and you look at that luggage cart pull up, and you're like, "Is that my bag right there?" But they know people do that, right? Like, they, if they look up, and I know the baggage handlers are, you know, they've been doing their job a while, and they do it in public, and they probably forget they're doing it in public. But sometimes you do see them just wing it, yeah. and you're just like, really, buddy? Yeah. Really? Like, you know, all these people looking out the window, and you don't care at all that, or just, have you ever seen the, the suitcase fall off the cart as it's driving by? And it's just sitting there. Yes. You're like, oh, man, that just ruined somebody's day. It's just lonely out there by itself. (laughs) I know. The one thing I have been told by people who work in the industry, though, when it comes to luggage is um, that despite the fact that they they won't allow for too tight a connection, um, it's really about you moving the passenger, not the luggage. I've been told by people who work in the industry that moving luggage is way faster than moving passengers and and that anytime they won't let you switch planes because there's less than 40 minutes or whatever it has nothing to do with the luggage because that luggage doesn't have to you know line up and walk out and walk through the airport it goes directly from one flight to another i know i, I know leaving from you know here down to houston and then that houston connect over to new orleans yep. every time we take that flight it's always tight well, it's tight, but the luggage never shows up on the, well, the luggage never shows up. But the great thing is, there's another flight like half an hour later, so you go and you have, you know, some, you know, well, you know, fish and, and oysters exactly, and, and then it shows up next. Bringing this into but, a full circle, so yeah. we took that routing, yeah. and you had told me that that's yeah. a problem, and I knew the connection was relatively tight, it's forty minutes, and but. Given what I told you earlier, that the I think we were on Delta, where they have the app where you can see where your luggage is, right? 
So we got to the gate, and I'm looking at the app, and they've called the flight, and our luggage is not on board. Like, it says uh, disembarked or something yeah. from our previous flight, but it's not on board. So I asked the lady at the gate, uh, are we going to wait for luggage? Because it was a tight connection. And she said, oh, your luggage is already on board. And I said, well, my app says it isn't. And she goes, oh, there's a delay on that app. And I go, is there, though? Because it's scanned. So there should be no delay. Uh. And she's like, okay, well, if it's not there, and I'm like, no, nope, we're not even discussing that. So I basically just stalled the plane based on your advice. Everyone else got on. And I yep. told them, just get on the plane. Yep. I'll hold off as long yep. as I can. And I did. And it suddenly binged and yeah, it's, it's, luggage was it's on just, board. Uh, it's, a, it's a quick turnaround, that one. Yep. Is. It sure is. It's uh, 3.57 on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. We're broadcasting live from Santa's Depot. 6.30 Ched, Santa's Anonymous at 12122. Uh, you moved the page. Page. I did. It's one, one two, two one two two sixty eight Street. There you go. Um, Santa'sAnonymous.ca online. Uh, Chedville. We're still looking for presents for for the little ones, kids, newborns to two years of age, plus books for all ages. If you can get them right down here to the depot, that would be the best because. Um, you know, by the time we kind of start shuffling things around, yep. it makes things a little bit trickier. If they're in here, they can get put into packages right away. So keep that uh, coming. Still to come on the show today, yeah, we have Michael Buble tickets to give away. We have tickets to the oil... Oiler Skills Competition. That's right. That's happening this Sunday. And you know what? We'll play, because it's been asked, we'll play A Creature with Stirring. Sure, we can do that. All of this, much more coming up. Eileen Bell has your 4 o'clock news on the other side. We'll take a look at sports with Morley Scott, your market numbers, and check in with Gord Steinke over at Global Television. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.